Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. And we have a special episode for you today as Coach Troshak and I break down how as coaches, you can better communicate and motivate your team during this uncertain time of COVID-19. Coach Tro, you ready? Coach, it's uh, great to be back. And I think this is a great topic that coaches are really going to benefit from because there's so much unknown out there and coaches are struggling. You know, to be honest, I've struggled through this situation. And the reason we probably haven't talked about it is because there are so much, there is so much unknown and it's a tough, tough topic. And I'm looking forward to diving into it. Yeah, because there, there's so much wait and see. I was like, I would just wait and see, wait and see. And now, you know, one month turns into a second month, turns into three months. It's, it's clearly something that we need to talk about and address. So, you know, how have you communicated with your players during this time? I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of my players in the program um, in class. So I've been wearing more of a, a teacher hat and they've been wearing more of a student hat. So I've been communicating um, to them through Zooms, emails, and just more about schoolwork and also a lot about just what's going on in their life, how are they doing, and just providing support to them. Actually, we have 11 returners um, on, at the varsity level next year, and all but one I have in class. So I've been in contact with them one shape, one form or another that way. Um, and then as far as basketball, talking to them, you know, basketball, we have a Snapchat group and we haven't really discussed much basketball specifics. It's been more of how you guys doing. Uh, we've had a couple people have birthdays, so we'll send them a happy birthday. Some people will share just a funny video. And we are also in the process of uh, getting some new uniforms. So I've been asking their input of what they, what they like, which ones they, they think that they'd enjoy wearing. So just kind of just more non-basketball stuff. Um, right now and that's how I've been communicating with them um, from you know classroom on zooms uh, snapchat and even some text messages too I try to hit about three to four players a week just to check in and see how they're doing I think that's really key you know what I'm hearing you say is you're showing the kids that you care about them and that's something that I was going to get into later in the episode but might as well talk about it right here when you show your athletes that you actually care about them, that it's about more than basketball, everything else finds its proper position. You're clearly doing that uh, with not only athletes, but their student athletes. You're reaching out to them. Happy birthdays. I think that's phenomenal. Now the, the trick is we're getting into June really soon. Yeah. This podcast is going to be out, I think the last week of May. So June is the busiest off-season month for most high school basketball coaches. That's when they're playing games, they're scrimmaging, they're doing their, their team camps, their youth camps. How are you going about putting together an effective plan uh, knowing that you may or may not see them anytime soon? That is a great question. It's a tough question, and I wish I had some profound answers for all the coaches out there listening. But as you know, by the time this podcast comes out, things could can be completely changed with restrictions. Um, just the other day, the upper part of northern Michigan is reopening this week with restaurants and 
bars. And I know Indiana's allowing some athletics, I think at the end of end of June. So, but maybe they're going to bump it up. You don't know. But the big thing is to, you know, give kids hope um, and, you know, don't lie to them, but, you know, be, be enthusiastic about, you know, the opportunity that we have in front of us. And we had a meeting for basically all of the male coaches yesterday at our school got together on a Zoom and came up with a plan. And one, we want to be unified in our athletic development because one, it's going to be easier to reach all the kids if we all do it together um, and we're all on the same page. Two, we have a lot of multi-sport athletes. So if a kid's playing football, they're playing baseball and basketball, why not have a workout just for all of them and have a platform that they can use and they can find resources for the same thing. So they're not going to one thing to get a basketball workout. And they're not going somewhere else to get uh, a football workout. And they're not going somewhere else to get, you know, a lifting workout. So we've kind of condensed it all into one and we're going to have just a spot on um, our websites and it'll have workouts. It will include separate, you know, if you want to do some ball handling workout compared to if you want to do something with football. Um, but that's the plan right now. And the reason we want to be unified is, like I said, we have kids that play multiple sports and it just promotes um, participation when you see, you know, 20 of your fellow teammates or classmates um, at, on a Zoom or doing a workout or part of something. It just increases motivation and you see that they're also invested. So you're invested in that too. But you know, long answer, um, you know, we're taking it day by day and we're going to get in some, some, a lot of athletic development type of stuff, because I think that's the, the easiest for kids right now with limited resources, but anybody that has a basketball, um, will be going over some, some ball handling or, or things they can do at home. I think that that's key that you guys are unified and you've put the plan together, not just you and your coaching staff, but the coaching staff from the entire school getting them on the same page. And then you're saying a lot of multi-sport athletes, let's make sure that everybody isn't getting really out of shape. They're doing exercises that are benefiting, you know, the football team, the basketball team, baseball, track and field, whatever those other sports at your school might, might be. So that, that's really good. So you've put this plan in place allowing players to be able to connect with one another, even though they can't be face-to-face. -face. They can work out and get in great shape. The thing that comes to my mind now is, after you put this plan in place, motivation. How do you motivate players to continue to stay in shape, uh, work on their game during a quarantine, when, again, you're giving them hope, but, again, we can't give them an answer because we don't have an answer. It's another tough, but great question. And one thing I would ask is, you know, what can we do now? So a lot of players might be thinking, well, are we going to have a season? You know, is that something, especially if you're a fall sport or are they going to switch it around? Um, you know, are we going to have a season? And I would ask, you know, what can we do now to make it matter? what you, your workouts, your, you know, leadership development, what can you do now to make it matter in case we do have a season or when we do have a season? So more of preparing for that time to come instead of waiting for that time to come. And how can we add value to your lives and some ways to motivate them? 
that we discussed is having some guests come in, some guest speakers. And one that, you know, I really think that would hit home is having a senior come in. A senior that just maybe missed out on their spring sport. And they can talk about what they would do to just play one more game. And for those underclassmen, especially if you're a sophomore or freshman, you're going to play another game. You know, juniors hopefully too. Well, going to be seniors as I'm speaking. Um, but have a senior come in and say, hey, you know, I would do anything to play one more game, to go through one more workout. Um, because it was, it was taken away from me. And, you know, it, it wasn't fair. And just a different perspective um, from a senior that just missed out on their spring, their spring season or didn't get to finish their winter season. I think that would be really powerful to have a former athlete, you know, in the school, um, talk to them about that. What about you? What are some ways that you have for coaches to um, motivate players in this situation? So the, the way that I look at it is very individualized. So as a head coach, and I have, let, let's say, well, I'm just thinking about contacting, you know, the 12 guys on my varsity team and the 12 girls on my varsity team. I'm trying to figure out what makes each of those 12 individuals tick, what motivates each one individually. So it starts out very basic. Are they generally intrinsic or extrinsically motivated? So what really gets them going? first. Now, as humans, we all have some variation and level of both, but I want to figure out what that general motor is for each of them, intrinsic or extrinsic. So again, intrinsic is that internal drive. Like you like going to practice because it fulfills you. You, you enjoy the work, the, the sweat, everything that goes into a practice. The player next to you, okay, they may only like going to practice because of a result that it gets them later, but they don't actually enjoy, go, enjoy going through the process. Okay, so that'd be more of an extrinsic motivation. As a coach, I want to figure out how I can motivate each player. And the goal is if I can get them motivated, can we get that motivation to turn into discipline? One of my favorite quotes is motivation can get you going but it's discipline that keeps you going. And I don't know who came up with that quote, but it's one of my, one of my absolute favorites. And so as a coach, we need to try to find ways to motivate our athletes. Um, so if we can find an intrinsically motivated uh, athlete, for example, we can still work with them in a way that's going to try to get them to benefit more. Okay. So let's say we have a person who loves the game, they put in a lot of time and work, but we can come to them and say, listen, I know you're going to put in a lot of time because you find joy in putting in that time and that hard work. We want to make sure that we put a plan together that's going to benefit you and it's going to benefit our team later. So it could be very simple as far as laying out a few key pieces that they can do on their own in the off season. For someone who's extrinsically motivated, it could look much different. Okay. Some athletes are really motivated by words of affirmation. Okay. So uh, I was talking to a college coach and he was trying to get his players to, to lift more. And one of his big things was, man, you're really looking stronger. Whether they're looking stronger or not, the words of affirmation can all of a sudden get to that kid and say, oh man, coach thinks I'm getting stronger, right? Just, just being able to hear that from somebody else. And then they start uh, lifting more. 
Um, another motivator for someone could be playing time. Listen, you were the seventh player on the team last year. Well, I'm going to lay out some things for you. And if you can really check off A, B, and C throughout this time, there's a really good chance you're going to earn more playing time. Uh, players are motiv A few players want to play college basketball. Okay, and you can say, hey, listen, you're working hard, but you're working hard comparing to a bunch of athletes that don't want to play college basketball. You got to be on the level of outworking all the other kids that want to play college ball. Okay, and so here's what it's going to take for you. Um, but when you can get your your guys to know that you care about them, amazing things can happen. We will be right back with our interview, but I want to thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. And if you enjoyed it, would you leave a rating and a positive review? And if you want to learn more about the Coach's Edge and what we provide for coaches, you can find us on Twitter at Coach's Edge One. Let's get back to the interview. If they know that I care about them and I understand what makes them tick, what makes them work. I can come to each one of them on an individual basis and basically hit a button that I know is going to help them individually and their team. And I'll give you one more example. There's a lot of athletes out there that play sports because their friends are playing sports and they enjoy playing the game. They may not enjoy doing the practice and that's 100% fine, okay? But generally those athletes don't want to put in a lot of off-season work and time on their own because that's not what they find joy in. They find joy in being on the team. And so for those athletes, it's important for us as coaches to recognize they're not necessarily motivated by more playing time, motivated by being an all-conference player. They're motivated by the group. So how can I help motivate them by the group? Listen, Johnny, our team needs you, okay? And you, you, can, you have the ability to be a great rebounder and finisher for us next year. And our team is going to extremely benefit if you're doing A, B, and C this offseason. And now they're saying, oh, it's not about me. It's, it's about the group. And that, the group is where I find my joy. And so now they're more likely to do things on their own because they see it as something that goes back into the group. And that's what motivates them. So I think that those are important things for us to understand as coaches is what makes each individual player tick. No, those are phenomenal, phenomenal points that you brought up. And as you were talking about that, it's definitely yeah, reaching them on an individual level and understanding what motivates them. And it made me, you know, think about providing different um, opportunities for workouts um, and different workouts in general, find out what they want. You know, ask them, what, what do you need from me right now? Well, coach, I really need some workouts that are going to help my vertical. Okay. Uh, I really need some workouts that are going to make me more explosive. Okay. And then it shows that you care. And then you're working on, you know, working with them on an individual level and go from there, but really understanding what motivates them and what, what they want. What do they want out of this? Uh, what type of player do they want to be? What type of athlete do they want to be? And how can I get them there? So, in closing this out, let's speak to the player, all right? Let's speak to the player. Advice to give to a player to improve during this time, okay? So, Coach, why don't, why don't you go, uh, and, then, and then I'll give a couple thoughts. Advice to give to a player? Um, one is, you know, 
on on social media right now, there's a lot of comparisons, a lot of pressure as, as coaches, we are for the first time feeling the pressure of seeing other coaches do, you know, a million different zooms and a million different professional developments in the coaching level. So I understand now what players go through. Don't feel the pressure to, um, you know, do too much because we want them to come back refreshed when we have them instead of burnt out. So that's one thing because you got to take care of your mental health is do what you want to do. And then also reach out to coaches, reach out to coaches on social media, like yourself, coach Kramer or your high school coach, and, you know, find what you want to improve on and dive, dive deep into that and just develop a plan. Um, and then also I would encourage them to somehow bring somebody else along with them, um, whether it's a friend, whether it's a brother, a younger brother or a sister, because it's tough times and it's tough to, you know, be going through workouts alone. So if you have somebody even every day just to check in with and say, hey, Kevin, got my workout done today. How was yours? And you guys just hold each other accountable and you talk about it, you feel like somebody's in, invested with you and somebody's involved with you. But those things, like I said, was don't, don't feel overwhelmed. Um, find out what you want to improve on, bring somebody along with you and, and feel that support. What about yourself? What uh, advice do you have for players? So now that we're getting into June and for most schools, school would be getting out soon anyway, uh, I recommend a lot of things that I would do even if we were still in school for a couple more weeks and then summer vacation started. And that would be going back to what my vision is. You'll hear me talk a lot about vision on the podcast and things. I think it's important for us as people and as athletes to have some type of vision for where we want our athletics to go, where we want our life to go. And then what are two or three things that you can do on a consistent basis that will build you towards that vision. And then can we knock those out? So those would be control goals, all right, that we've put down one, two, three things to do on a consistent basis. Can we knock those out day after day after day? Okay. And we know that we may not see significant uh, progress in a short amount of time, but because we know where we want to go first. So I, we're, we're starting and then we're moving backward. And we know that the things that we're working on on a consistent basis build towards the vision that we have. That's not only going to improve myself as an athlete, that's going to give me a lot of confidence in knowing that throughout the course of the summer and this off season and this quarantine that I've been putting in some daily practices, daily work to continue to fulfill and beyond that path to completing whatever my vision is going into the season. So as a player, do that. It doesn't have to be a paper. Write down two or three sentences of really where you see yourself this upcoming basketball season. And then write down two or three things that would help you accomplish that. And it's very simple. It could be one, one sentence each. And if you have questions about it, again, you can ask your head coach about it. Coach, I really you know, see myself doing this, have some conversations with, with those around you. And then I love what you said. Once you have a vision for yourself, once you have some type of consistent plan in place, now can we pull somebody else along? It's going to make them better. And it's also going to have some accountability for us to keep 
on that, that line, that work of putting in the work on a consistent basis to continue to improve. So that's going to make it easier as well as help our team get better. That's my advice. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple, but that's what I did as a player every summer, every off season. I kind of look back on how the past season went, how I want the next season to go. And then I would put down a couple things that I wanted to change or improve. And that's what I work on in the off season. And, you know, my grandpa always asked me, if you played yourself from a year ago, you should be able to kick your own butt. And so that's how I always looked at it was, you know, is, is 18 year old me going to be able to dominate a 17 year old me Would the 17 year old dominate a 16 year old. And it should be clear based on the things that I worked on, how I would be able to do that. And as a player, that's a vision that we can set for ourselves. And if we do that, it's attainable. No, that's, that's great stuff. Um, you know, I think, I think players really need to hear that. And it also gives them something to, it gives them an end goal. It gives them something to see. I don't know if you're familiar with marathons, but it made me, when you're talking about visions and you're talking about having a plan, um, marathons, the, when a marathon runner quits, they are least likely to stop running in the first mile. And then most people think, well, it's, well, of course it's the first mile. It's, it's easy. They're, they're going. Most people think that as the race continues on, that more runners would drop off like the 26th mile there would be the most runners quit because it's the last mile but it's actually the second fewest runners stop in that last mile and the reason being you know they can see the finish line they have but they have this vision and what happens is people and runners lose track of that why and that vision when they're running so they'll drop off around the 20th mile because they don't see the end they don't see that vision that you're talking about they don't see where they want to be. So it just made me think of that, um, that I recently read um, when you were talking about having a vision and having a plan of where you want to be. And the last thing that I'll leave you with uh, for, for athletes, especially legacy is a big word going on right now. And you hear legacy. We just finished watching the last dance with the Jordan docuseries. Athletes are big on wanting to leave a legacy. You talked about it in the beginning with having a, a senior who may not be able to play and them being able to possibly share some of the things that they missed out on. We can have a vision for ourselves and we can think about the legacy that we want to try to leave at our high school, for example, for future athletes, future players and generations to come up. That should also drive us to do the daily work even when we don't feel like it all right have a vision understand what's the legacy what's the mark that you want to try to leave within your program let that push you and drive you even on the days that you don't feel like it thanks again for listening to our podcast we hope you guys found it beneficial uh, please be sure to share it with somebody else and uh, we will talk to you guys very soon get after it today